You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 302nd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in sunny Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Brendan Fraser, straight out of the movie Blast from the Past from 1999. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited. Uh, let's watch the 2020 tour. It started yesterday, right? No, it didn't. Wait, Sorry. But I just crawled out of my atomic bomb shelter and met Alicia Silverstone, and I was ready to go to the tour. <laughs> Why isn't the tour <laughs> happening? Well... If you were here in Orlando, you would know that there is a Saharan dust cloud covering the um, Oh, you got that? See, see, yeah. So you may think it's that. But you may also think that it's um, the pandemic. Okay. Or, you know. So, to what, uh, Blast from the Past. A revolution in our Brendan <laughs> Fraser wouldn't know about dust clouds because his next movie was The Mummy. So, uh, I am a predating dust cloud Brendan Fraser. So is Brendan Fraser the guy in Encino Man? Yes. Also, I could have used Encino Man for this stupid bit. Hi, I'm Matt Allen of the Slow Ride Podcast. Um, this stupid bit could have had Encino Man or Blast from the Past, but I thought Blast what from the Past. What about Biodome? He was not in Biodome. I think you're thinking of Polly Shore, who was also in Encino Man. Oh, okay. Thank you. Just curious. Now, for those listening at home or on their ride or as they're driving into work that no, probably no longer exists anymore. Spencer is not with us this week. It is his birthday. So major happy birthday to the yep. nicknameless Spencer. I know a little guy, you and I were trading um, text messages all week about how we need to come up with a nickname for yes. Spencer. Now we have to tread lightly because you know, you and I, I have my nickname, the super rookie. I didn't like it at first, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to embrace it. Yes. Little guy, you probably didn't like it that much at first. You were kind of like, that's kind of annoying. And then you embraced it. Same. Same. Definitely same. So whenever we come up with a nickname for Spencer, he's not going to talk to us for about three or four episodes. (laughs) And then he'll come back and embrace it. I I think that's of any good good nickname. It will have a little bit of annoyance to it. There needs to be a little bit of zing. A little bit of mustard on the nickname. So much to talk about this week, little guy. We've got some gravel. We've got some grinding gears. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about individual riding. Some big news happening in the world of USA cycling. It's not even that big. Uh, We got an update of the 1993 Tour de France. Big news. We have um, discussion about necklaces. Um, But I want to get off the top right away and just say wideanglepodium.com slash SRP300. This is your final opportunity to pre-order the Slow Ride Podcast th- episode 300 shirts. Do it. We have three great artists that have contributed. Starving artists that got paid to buy some <laughs> shirts to pay them back. Yeah. I mean, they already got paid. I mean, they're... We have some f- fantastic shirts over there. I think we got great shirts. Wideanglepodium.com slash SRP300. Check them out. $30 gets shipped to your door. Forty dollars if you live overseas, but you know what? 
thanks for the support. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks. Um, let's let's hit some news right away. Japan Cup canceled. Sad day, but I think we all knew it was coming. Sad day. On Twitter, put this up, and we have a um, a Twitter follower that's never listened to the podcast. I thought we were throwing shade. Yeah. At the at the Japan Cup. Oh. And they had been to the Japan Cup. They were telling us all about it. We're like, no, this is there's no shade. Mm. This is the no shade zone. Um we are huge fans of the Japan Cup. It is our goal someday for the three of us to go over there and see the Japan Cup in person. hundred percent. Um I wish it would have been when Kunega was out there slaying it and winning it, but a little disappointed that's not gonna happen. You know, maybe all this dust storm and, uh, and what else will blow over next year. Uh, Malema will still be the defending champion. We can see that, you know? Yeah. Call up the folks at Trek. Hey, man, get us in the team car. Um, other news. Worlds. The World Championship still scheduled to go on in 2020. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I, 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 think, um, I think Mads should get to split it with whoever wins it. I like your idea that you were talking about in the green room. Do you want to uh, spell that out? Because if you want to be the hero of of cycling fans worldwide, what would the the winner do? I think the the winner should, of their own uh, own accord, you're right. You know, offer to to split it with Mads. You know, so that uh, maybe if they're not in the same race, they they can wear it in different races. And I think the worlds are going to be a little hilly this year, so Mads it wouldn't have been a factor probably. Somebody more of a climber is going to win it. The, then they can share it at different races throughout the season. You know. Next okay. Year. I was thinking, what about Mads? Definitely deserves to have the bands next year. One hundred percent. It is a shame and a travesty. So therefore, you know the UCI is not going to allow it. Because um, why would they do something cool and good? Yeah. Um, regardless, I would. I would even be willing to accept. Mads wearing like the B world championship Jersey that Yvonne Stevick used to wear, right? Like kind of the blue, the blue Jersey that has the, the rainbow stripes. So it still has the rainbow stripes, but it is set apart from the current world champion. So it's kind of like, you know what? Mads gets the once in a lifetime because it's a once in a lifetime pandemic world championship Jersey. Yeah. I know some people at Trek. I'm going to work on getting this done. Cause it, at this point, that's the only sponsor that's going to be left in cycling. It appears to be because, because everyone else, it's like Manuela foundation now is offering 10 million euro to buy back the, the license right. for Mitchell Ted Scott. Yeah. Now, now we're getting into a second thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mads should get to keep wearing it. Yes. Manuela crazy. They already bought the, the service course, the actual functioning asset of the team for 20 or they want to buy it for 20 million. And now they're offering an additional ten for the World Tour license. That's that's a lot of money for cycling. If I could get that money up front, if I was the guy that started Mitchelton Scott Racing, whatever, whatever his name is, it's like Gary something. Yeah, I'd be. I take the money and run. Right. Like at this point, I know you care about your legacy in Australian cycling, but like, take the money and run. Like, cash a check immediately. Like, take the cat, take the check, and then go immediately to the bank. The problem with this worrying about legacy is I don't think anyone really remembers much about legacy. People remember kits, and and Mitchelton has been notoriously crappy with kits. And it so is the worst kit. It doesn't matter the fact that they've been uh, a good team. They've had some interesting riders. They've they've done some 
good stuff. They probably really built up Australian cycling, um, all that stuff. What people remember is people now sit here and like, oh man, remember like the word perfect team? Those kits are great. Do you remember anything about the team? Do you remember anything about the structure? Who was on the team? Like, you remember Mape, but like they pulled out randomly. I'm sure people were ticked off at them and like, yeah. I don't care. I'd still buy their grout. Yes. Well, when I went to the tile store, because I'm an adult now, I definitely wanted the the MyPay um, grout. Yeah. That's- and I I would still buy Orica explosives if I needed to buy explosives to for my mining <laughs> operation. Yeah. If Man. I need agricultural tubing, I'm going to get some agri-tubel. Um yeah, you know, or I mean, if I need if I need sheet metal for my yeah, lamp ray, uh, if you're for, for st- my, <laughs> my washing machine yeah, factory, you're going to start a washing machine factory. You know where you're going. People will be like, yeah, you could get yeah. this in America, Tim. And you're like, no, I, I, no question asked. Lamp ray is my supplier. So, um, I hate to stop that conversation uh, before it went down a dead end, but we, we're going to have a ton of dead end conversations. We got a bunch of good listener emails. So uh, we got this question uh, sent over to us from a friend of the pod, Jeff Aldrich. Let's say someone wanted to check out of the corporate world forever and become a full-time bike messenger. Can you former and current messengers talk about the (laughs) economics and realities? Like, how do you get a job? How are you paid? By the job? You know? Mm -hmm. Can you make a ton of money? Mm -hmm. Friend of the pod, Jeff Aldrich. So, look, you're, you're the current... Sort I'm of. the former. Um, I, I do have the plaque on my trophy case that says that I was the driver of the month in 2005. Oh wow! In Minneapolis, yeah. And yeah. on time. And on time. Wow. And talking about running to the bank as soon as you got a cat a check written out to you. Yeah, <laughs> those, like those were dicey. Those on time checks were dicey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now is probably not a great time to jump into the courier scene. Um, uh, I, if you're doing food, you might make some money. You might make some tips. Food, food seems to be where you're at because there's a lot of food. Cur- like I was in St. Pete when I was over at the bikery, and I saw a guy delivering food on a bike. Yeah, it's a fixed gear, a fixie. Foods, foods. I suppose is the way to go right now. Um, I was before you say current and former, but I haven't, I haven't slung a package since March 13th. So. I don't know. Yeah. I might be a former courier. Okay, let's assume that pandemic didn't happen. Yeah, this was also this is the time of year that um, people would always come out of the woodwork to want to be couriers. Yep, one hundred percent. Like no, no one was sending this email or asking us how to be a courier in like the middle of January. No, no, but definitely I would get stopped a few times in the summer, and people would ask. Yeah, uh, any job openings? Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely the w- the way to become a courier is probably just to deliver food. Go to your local sandwich shop or look to see. That would be probably how you do yeah. it. There's you get paid per companies. per job, per tag, yep. most often. Now, little guy, at one time you were getting paid hourly, right, when you were at Blazing? Yes. Fictional hourly, yes. But yeah, hourly, yeah. but not legally hourly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I would get, like, when I was doing it, I would run, like, tags. So each run, you know, and then you're paid by each run and then the different speed on each tag. So then you're, you know, if it was the same day, you would store that in your backpack all the way at the bottom and you would not deliver that thing until mm-hmm. like four fifty nine, yep. because you got to train the customers. Yep. It's very important. Like, oh, you want it the there customers. right away. Like there's, it's a very important thing. Yeah. Some customers uh, are trainable. You definitely get customers who just get mad and then maybe like go away and, and you're like, well, that, and the different couriers, 
like when when we when I was in the game, I when I was a legal courier, I made like three times as much money as I did when I was a package yeah, monkey. But they barely exist anymore. So. Yeah, yeah, because now e signatures and e then signatures e file. Yeah. Services. If you can do services all day, that's great. You'll make a ton of money serving people. And then I you can wear like, disguises and stuff in the movies, at least. But in real life, you just you just roll up. I remember like the first time I ever did a, I served someone. I was serving like a lawyer, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll take that." Because like right away, he's like, "All right, there's there goes their monthly retainer. Like I just accompted a service, so that's gonna be charged, mm-hmm. you know, X amount." Like they were more than happy. Yeah, I never had to like find someone and hide in a bush. Yeah, uh, serving law firms is great because you just walk in and they want it. <laughs> And then you f- you fill out like a little piece of paper, and you make way more money than you would make on that now, normal that normal job. So those are fabulous. They just don't happen as much. Were you ever a notary? I was a notary for a little while, a couple years, I guess. But um, yeah. yeah, we didn't have a lot of uh, legal work. The thing about being a notary that was nice was a whole bunch of couriers were notaries downtown, so we would just notarize stuff for each other, and so it was less of a money making scheme. And it was more of a, of of just a friendly way to to do favors for each other. Though yeah. I did, the only time I got paid, I think anything really for being a notary was um, my realtor who I bought my house from knew I was a notary. So then, like multiple years later, on a day I wasn't working, he called me up and I went with him and helped him and did a bunch of notary work for him. So that's my only real, I wasn't even on the job that day. I was just at home and he's like, are you, you're still a notary? I'm coming over. I'm getting you. I need somebody. So, you know, you make $10 here, $10 there. Well, Jeff, thanks for the, uh, email. Um, little guy, other big news clearly is the DK. As we've talked about it, we are not going to be attending until the name is changed. Mm -hmm. Um, Lifetime Fitness has since come out saying that they are going to change the name, but these things take time. Um, in regards to that, Velo News, Ben Delaney of Velo News, the editor, had a um, an op-ed mm-hmm. written saying that it should become known as Gravel United. Yep. Naturally, <laughs> right away, I had a ton of fun with that because, I yep. mean, if you're going Gravel United, clearly there are some much better soccer names that can be um, included here. So right away, I threw out, I think I threw out FC Gravel. Um, and then uh, someone, someone had mentioned like uh, Sporting Emporia. I like but that. But Bill from Crosshairs came with the just the winner of the competition with Real Gravel, <laughs> yeah. which I, I, I was like totally blown away. Um, I wanted to do like a 35-minute podcast with bill on like a dk ramp uh rebrand about how we could go with uh real gravel um and then basically make it so that like if you want to get into the real gravel competition you needed to buy a preferred entry license kind of like the preferred seat licenses that uh a lot of these stadiums have right like Mm -hmm. like you need to pay ten thousand dollars to have the right to buy tickets (laughs) tickets <laughs> to our stadium yeah that sounds um, great i love it I yeah love yeah it. yeah i love it uh but yeah it kind of just uh, uh f- fell flat on the head I- imagine that uh, as far as where i wanted to take it um mm-hmm. as far as getting uh bill and i to record a pod together but i did put it up on the solar Ride podcast twitter account i did a whole poll and i am happy to say that after um a, a slew of votes over 150 votes real gravel did win with 36 percent of the vote over gravel united 
nice. FC Gravel, and then the DK Wanderer was the the one that I also put in. Um, yeah, after the Bolton. That should Wanderers. be for the for the three hundred for the three hundred or whatever <laughs> the three hundred. So they are going to rename it. Um, look, I, I put on your thinking cap. Are you a fan of a clever name like the Almanzo One Hundred, mm-hmm. or are you more of a f- or like Iceman Cometh? Or are you more of a fan of like a event naming after an area or a state? So like Schwamigan for the Schwamigan National Forest. Huh. Um, are you, yeah. uh, do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like what, where do you go at? Or do you like the, the gravel name, like Steamboat Gravel with no gravel, like no vowels? Well, or like Dam, Day Across Minnesota, and you're like, ooh, it's got a little like <laughs> zip and a little like yeah, tang to it. A little zing, a little z- zoop. Uh, the dam reminds me I need to figure out if I can get my money back because I don't think I'm doing that this year. Um, or I can parlay it to next year. Here's the thing, and this kind of goes back to the courier discussion briefly. There are a lot of businesses that name themselves after the address of where they started their business. So there's like a place downtown called the 614 Company. The 614 Company is located in uh, – like 89th street or something <laughs> and uh, in like suite 200 they've never been in anything with a six as far as i've ever seen them they've moved multiple times never been there's never been a six involved so i don't know what the hell that means but there's other places too they'll be called like park avenue associates or something and you're like well you're on portland that's that's weird you maybe should have thought about that so i think naming yourself after a region is dicey all you have to do is upset one council member and you're kicked out of the city. <laughs> you know, that's and, a very good like point. the Almanzo was still the Alman- could be the Almanzo when they left Spring Valley because they weren't the yeah. Spring Valley classic, which would have looked extra bad when they did it in Northfield or whatever the heck they did. That's a very good point. Um, I, I, I like where you're going here. It, it reminds me a little bit of like whenever you see a new beer company or I know this was really happening a lot with uh, uh, roller derby in the U.S. where it would be like Jet City. And you're like, mm-hmm. all right, what's Jet City? And then you're like, I think it might be Seattle. And then uh, up the road <laughs> from here in, in Orlando, there's a place called Brick City Bicycles. Yeah. Do you know what the Brick City is? I don't wrong it's o- it's ocala florida how did you not know that oh yeah. um or bold all right here's another one bold city bold city brewing do you know where the bold city is baltimore <clears throat> jacksonville oh, jacksonville yeah. so like you know all of this together i never understood that whole like naming glacier as well so mm. you know mid-south i guess that uh um stillwater oklahoma I think that's where the mid south is, but I think so. apparently they just they could that race using your logic can just take over a quarter of the country, right? Because like the mid south, like yeah. it could be anywhere. It's so that's actually not too bad. Well, yeah, and then maybe after what happened this year, they'll have to move. So it works. <laughs> it's a good thing they did the name change when they did. Uh, hey, let's um just keep going on this uh, geography reference. Can I get into what really grinds my gears? <laughs> Start grinding. I know. I know you've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. This is good. All right. It's not. It's not that good. But I. Uh, it really grinds my gears when I see individuals on Twitter just taking Florida to the woodshed <laughs> for the crazies that we rightfully have here, 
while avoiding the own crazies that are in your own backyard. So I don't care where you live in this country. We're in the middle of a pandemic where somehow it has become politicized with our responses. And there are idiots in Florida, but there are idiots in all 50 states right now that are coming to these council meetings, talking all types of things. Yeah. So little guy, I see a little smugness on your face. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, it's Florida. (laughs) All right. Let me tell you a little something. Stearns County. Hey, yeah, yeah. Michelle Michelle Bachman. Oh, you're welcome world. That's from Minnesota. Shall we keep keep going? Because there, no, there's I, so many other areas, every, and until we start looking in the mirror every in our own them. backyard, yep. we're not going to fix the problem here. <laughs> I will true. also put this out there, that over 4 million people voted for the opposite of the leader of the state of Florida. 4 million people. That is more than like 20 states in the union. Yeah. So like... If you're going to go on good guy, bad guy, like these people do, and you look at like vote to like the sheer amount of people live in Florida, it's like, you know, maybe you don't want to throw it out. You know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater here. There's there's good people. I know. Good people. You're going to be thanking us if all of a sudden things turn around. Now, we are getting 9,000 positives a day. I'm not saying that things are great, but there's a hell of a lot of good people here in Orlando that are wearing masks. So, you know what? Anyway, that really grinds my gears. I know. I know it really. I know it hurts you. I understand. I've been to Florida twice now. I've had great times, met nice people, good things. You do just see most of the craziness in the press. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah. You totally see the craziness. I get it. But, you know. I feel, you know, obviously it's like anywhere. If you've been there, experienced the actual place, you have a a more nuanced view of it. and I haven't it's like been when to I some see... of these crazy places in Florida, but being there, I, I I am more willing to give it some leeway than if if I was just seeing the national news. I I sure I would feel like the we same. Have, we have great friends of the pod that live in Alabama, Jonathan Crane, Birmingham, yeah. Davis, up in Huntsville, two wonderful cities. And apparently, thank God they exist because that's the only state that I guess gets made fun of more than Florida, and it's a shame. And that those states are fantastic. Some of the best riding I've ever done in my life is in Alabama. I can't wait to ride with you there someday. Um, there's Sounds great stuff. <laughs> oh my god! Anyways, that's that's grind my gears. That's grind my gears corner with Tim and in lovely Orlando, Florida. One hell of a city. And if you guys ever want to come down here and go for a ride, let me know because I'll take you up to the Doc Hollywood course. I, yeah, I would love to do the Doc Hollywood for real, as opposed to just the. The sampling I got. Yeah. Well, let's see here. That just takes off about 10 minutes of uh, time. Hey, little guy, let's uh, call up our um, Australian correspondent and uh, get into uh, the news. I would love to. This is Mitch Docker, and you're listening to The Slow Ride Pod. All right, once again, we'd like to thank all of the great listeners of the Slow Ride Podcast. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com to find the whole slew of shows and how you become a member or supporter of the network. There's some great shows on here. I want to give continued shout-outs to Bike Shop CX, who continues to slay it with a new host format where it's kind of like a host roulette of just Mm -hmm. 
uh, folks cycling through, which is fantastic. Um, Cyclocross Radio had Tobin Ortenblatt on as a guest host. Very and cool. I'm pretty sure the Rough Draft is going to be coming back on YouTube, on the, Cy- on the Crosshairs uh, YouTube channel in the next few weeks. You so got a feeling? checking that out. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, got the just, Miami Vice jacket. You got like a hunch. He's going to okay, make okay. another appearance. Yeah. So cool. it's good. Excellent. So head on over to wideanglepodium.com. Find out all about the different shows. And then if you choose to support, just go to donate and you can become a member. And uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, it's like really a way do. of buying us a beer. Head over to yourcleanbike.com. Use the promo code GEARUP so you can save 15% on the Works HydroShot Power Cleaner and a slew of other tools from our friends at Works. Once again, that's yourcleanbike.com. Use the promo code GEARUP. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you a little story. I used my HydroShot Power Cleaner when I was in the, uh, the inflatable pool in my backyard because it was like 100 degrees out today. <laughs> and it was fantastic. Yeah, it's got a good uh, misty enough uh, uh, spray option on there. You can um, yeah. blast the children without worrying about damaging them. Yes, and I also cleaned off the pool when I finally got it emptied from water with mm-hmm. all the dirt and the mud. So it was fantastic. So once you didn't again, just put the to... bike in there? No, no, I should. Thanks to our friends at Works for their continued support. Yeah. Yourcleanbike.com. Use the promo code GEARUP. Do-do-do-do. All right, let's get back to the show. Everybody, and uh, yeah, enjoy your podcast. Hello, guy. We have some news to discuss. Primal Wear is now the official <laughs> jersey sponsor of USA Cycling. Is that real? I mean, I mean, I mean, I saw it. It came well, over that, that in an email, good, and it, I would say that would be a good slow ride podcast. April Fool's joke. Actually, I'm just going to put a pin in that one because we will do an April 1st um, tweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Call our shot right now. Yeah. Primal Wear being the USA Cycling jersey. What a fall. They were assos before. Former CEO Derek Bouchard Hall leaves, leaves USA Cycling to go to Assos to become the CEO of Assos in Switzerland. He's living the life over there. Mm-hmm. Primal Wear. Now Primal Wear. Here's my question. Did USA Cycling call Derek Bichard Hall and say, like, hey, man, do you want to renew the sponsorship? And then he looked at it, and he's like, no, I know exactly what that organization is all about. I am out. I am done. I know the numbers on that. Uh, Probably, unfortunately, yes. Right? Primalware was ready to swoop in like like an eagle on a jersey. Oh, man, DBA. Like a frog on a seat post. (laughs) Oh, well done. I will say, if we don't get a hell of a good national championship jersey, Primalware, I am going to be really, really disappointed. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I, amazing. other news. Um, apparently, the EU is going to be deciding what countries are going to be uh, banned from coming into the country. Yeah, I don't exactly. But yeah, they're, they're, they're thinking of a travel ban. So I guess all the Americans have to get over there quick before the door is shut because <laughs> we are... Uh, we get the explicit tag if I swear. We're an S H I T country now. Yeah. So um whole country now. So uh yeah. Not just Florida. Not just Florida. So if you're an American pro and unfortunately you only get your info about what's going on in cycling from us, um 
check your voicemail. <laughs> I bet your directors left you a couple voicemails. You need to get on a plane right now yeah. and get over there if you want to race this season. So, question. Could you take a gravel bike, go through Canada, right? Like across the unmanned, uh-huh. unpopulated border that is like 5,000 miles long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take a and gravel flag. road through like uh, the northwest angle of Minnesota, yep. cross the border, fly out of Winnipeg. Do you think you could still get in or do you think it's by passport? I think it's by passport. Uh, that's a bummer. Now, you could hypothetically, a <laughs> uh, lot of Arctic melt, you could try to just cycle over the pole problem is i think russia also an shit whole country not going to be allowed into the eu soon so not going to work here's one for you let's say that you're um i don't know american cyclist that's on a pro team i don't i don't even know who they are anymore michael woods (laughs) (laughs) yeah dan martin and michael woods yeah sitting around sitting around holding their american flags uh, and <laughs> <laughs> their Mexican flag. Where, where do they live? Buffalo, New York. We'll just say Buffalo, New York, right? They're living in New York. Um, Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're trying to get, but they can't make it. Let's say any American cyclist just can't make it across. Who do you call up? Because this is what's happening in the NBA, right? The NBA coming to Orlando to start their, the, the rest of their season. So as they're coming in, you got players that are bouncing out. So J.R. Smith, who had like retired the Cavaliers like two years ago now is like coming back as like an emergency player for the team. Mm-hmm. So who would be your emergency fill if you were a director and you're like, I can't get this American. So who's a recently retired rider that, that you'd want on your roster? Oh my God, I wish I had had, had pro cycling stats up and ready. Well, obviously I'd call Dan from Nam if I could, but Dan from I Nam for sure where he is. He's riding. Like he's, he's, he's in Namibia. He's but riding. He, he's in Namibia. I don't know how logistics will be. Well, he's been riding a lot because you could see when on his Strava, it's a lot of just 50 miles one way with a 180 back. It's like he lives in Montana now. Mm. It's like, like the roads. So he just kind of goes out on one road and back. Kind of like when I lived in Gainesville, one road back. Yeah. Um, okay, Dan from Nam, not bad. Um, I would, I'm would. i going to throw Sven Tuft out there. Yeah. He's like maybe slow round. In Europe, well, you I need don't like know. the veteran. You need like the veteran, you know, calming well, ple- presence. And I think he's probably the kind of guy who um, would just be like, "Just give me two weeks." And you name the race, and he'll be there, right? Like he'll be there. He he'll ride there. He, he, he's like the, the Adam Hansen. Um, you know, he he could do it. Th- Toffee, he wanted to make the comeback last year. Actually, N- now is yeah. the time, right? I mean, if you're down on riders, just do it. Oh, okay. Let's fast forward to the next conversation. What team should Tafi go to right now? There's, it'd be like the Israeli Cycling Academy, right? Like, there's got to be someone that needs a classic specialist. Like Movistar could take him. Movistar, like, well, Movistar definitely needs a classic specialist. Um, I don't even know who's on Movistar anymore, other than Valverde. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Right? Well, <laughs> like, everybody like, gets linked to Israeli Cycling Academy at okay. this point. So, with the with the classics um little guy coming up in such a weird calendar spot is this when we see valverde go all in because it's like a summer classic it's not gonna be crappy weather i mean i guess liege best on liege usually had crappy weather but it's gonna be fall i don't i wrote the schedule out on a calendar i took a calendar i devoted it just to the uci schedule first the top the world tour and the right below races and it boggled my mind 
I have to stare at it more. I'm going to sleep with it under my pillow for a while, and then I'll be able to come back with some amazing insights. But as it is, I don't understand how anything's going to work. Who's going to win? It's going to be craziness. Valverde could win everything. <laughs> he could. That's a good point. But then, like, you could have Valverde win Perry Roubaix, and, and Amstel Gold could be won by Mads Pedersen. You know, it could just be, like, just just totally bonkers. Yeah, it could. But it's probably not. It's probably going to be a very disappointing season. Because, like, there's so much racing that everyone... It's going to be like in the tour when Lance was racing in the tour and nothing happened exciting because all the teams were afraid to attack. Yeah, it might Or be. it's going to be like when George Hincapie uh, comes into the velodrome with four people at Paris-Roubaix and doesn't attack. He's like, oh, I'm not going to win the sprint, so why would I attack? Nobody goes up the banking. It could be... I mean, you know, every year we get excited for the tour right about now. We're we're so excited, and then we're a little bit let down almost every year because it's never quite as amazing as the Giro and the Volta. So speaking of American riders, that <laughs> is TJ Van Garderen over there? Because this, I don't know where TJ is, but I think he he's on uh, whatever article I read was like he was listed. You know, he needs. There's to gotta be there. some. There's gotta be some good races for TJ to like rekindle the the magic of being our Grand Tour leader, right? Like that. This could be. The time, because it's going to be such a, like, it's a splatter paint of who's doing what races. So there's clearly got to be some races that are going to be right in his wheelhouse. Well, I'm kind of excited about it. I think this season will either go, you'll get some weird winners, you'll get some guys who you haven't maybe thought about for a while, but these are the guys who are super good at knuckling down on their own in training. Or Valverde wins every single race. Yeah. Ah, who knows? Hey, guys. I live in West London, an area which has a tremendous amount of bike riders. It is very easy to escape the city and get to the hills of Surrey. Um, editorial note. Yeah, we know we've done Zwift. We've done been up Box Hill like 800 times. <laughs> something, something which many, many, many people do daily, including myself. As Spencer always reminds me at the end of the podcast, always wave at your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. I take this reminder seriously and always wave. I have come across a problem, though. On the whole, a very high amount of people respond with a wave back. However, a certain cycling club based not far from me seems to have not gotten the waving memo. The club is London Dynamos. Please, <laughs> please feel free to omit this if you wish. No way. The members of this club never return a wave and always look like they are having a bad time when on the bike. The opposite of what should be happening. It has now got to this point. I've kept a running total. Of the last 27 London Dynamo riders I've come across, one returned a wave. So here's my question. Do I shun all London Dynamo riders and not wave? Or do I go down an alternative route, join London Dynamo, and try to change the ethos from within? Look forward to your wisdom, Dan. Oh, Oh, this is so good. Okay, can I, for mad props for naming the club. I loved it. Yeah. I like Love it. it. Ballsy move. I don't even do that in my life all the time. So I, I like that you named it. Um, you got two. He's got two options is what he says. Shun them and not wave or join the club. Change the ethos for win. I, think I just hope that if you were going to join the club, they don't listen to this podcast where you just call them all out because it's probably not going to work so well. Yeah. I think a third way, which is the way I like to do. Uh, there's definitely some clubs around here that have some of that energy out on the road mm-hmm. traditionally 
I think you got to go big with the wave. Just just huge. Hands off the bars. I think double hand like wave. Double like double or, the- you know, you're in, a, you're in a parade sort of wave. You're on the float. You're the milk oh, queen. Oh, yeah. The milk queen. You're Ev- the, every you're, time. Yeah. You're the grand marshal of that parade. And maybe yell to them. I, th- I think you ought to yell. Like, hey, I'm waving at you. <laughs> and like go all out. <laughs> I'll see you at the race next week. Yeah. Hey, London Dynamos. Call them all Steve, too. I think that's the way you go with it. You really just got to go big. But you could also join them. They have a pretty nice website. Looks pretty pro- like a professionally I, run club. Yeah, seems like a nice group of lads. You go go out for a, a ride. I don't know. Like maybe maybe they come around. Dan, yeah. you do what you want. I think the last thing you want to do is you never shun riders that don't wave because sometimes they just don't know better, right? So I say double down on the hand waves. Have fun with it. You'll start getting some responses, guaranteed. Maybe the one person that's on London Dynamos that's waving to you, maybe it's a wave of help. Like, hey, I need your help. Come join the team with me. <laughs> like, please. I'm the membership coordinator. <laughs> like, come talk to me about the club. Yeah. We got to go back. But I will say, 27 riders, only one waving. There's definitely been a memo in there somewhere. <laughs> Don't wave. Like, like, keep, uh, like, keep your hands under bars or something. Oh, Maybe. Maybe. I can't tell how big this club is from their website, but uh, it's, it's a very pro website. Uh, well, Dan, good luck as you go. Thank you so much for emailing, and I do hope that uh, you, you follow us up with uh, what you're going to do. But uh sounds like a bunch of nice people over there that just uh, don't know about it yet. Um, Ryan Martin emails us, stick to sports in the subject line. Oh, this will be good. <laughs> Writing to you from Louisville, Kentucky where we are also hurting as a community right now. Wanted to thank you guys for sharing your thoughts and feelings about our current society on the podcast. I think it hits a little differently when it comes from people you can relate to rather than just coming from talking heads or on TV or celebrities. Longtime listener and member, five stars, blah, blah, blah. Keep up the good work. Ryan. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much for the email. It does yeah, mean a lot. Yeah, thank you. That was really nice. And we, we're we're friends and fans of Louisville. Some of our favorite memories, obviously, are at Louisville, including the Louisville 2013 Foam Party and Cyclocross World Championships. Um, Ryan, can you do me a favor? Can you email us back and let us know if the bridge across the river to the Indiana side is finished now? Because they, they've been doing that bridge forever, and I know there's going to be a bike path on it. <laughs> it started in, like, 2010, and then at least yeah. in 2015 it wasn't done. Yeah, it was not done the last time I raced there. I always had a dream of warming up on that bridge. Uh, Cody Pate writes this longtime listener. First time writing in. This is the best cycling podcast ever. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, gl- I'm glad you guys express your thoughts and ideas about what's happening around the country. Crazy times. I listen every week. This is the only cycling podcast. My wife of 10 years will listen to. Ooh. Uh, sorry already to her. Um, uh, she said, it's because you guys sound like you're having so much fun without having to yell about what's happening in the cycling world. No, we just yell about the real world. Thanks for helping me get the metaphorical cycling foot in the door with your help. Soon I will have her riding her bike again. Thanks for being awesome. Cody. Well, Cody, thank you so much. Um, thank you, uh, more specifically to your better half for, um, joining you in the fun. It's always great to hear from people. Um, I don't know where you are, Cody. Maybe, uh, maybe give us a where. Where are you from? Because like, then we could help you, uh, you know, figure out cool places to go ride. Maybe, or maybe we totally can't. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah sure. Have Tell you, us where you are. Cody. Give us your coordinates. Or some relationship advice. We're here for you. Is Have you asked yourself why? Um, have you asked your partner why uh, she's not riding a bike uh, specifically with you? Are you... Like, I used to be a horrible um, partner to ride bikes with, if you asked my wife. And I had to take some major lessons on mm-hmm. having fun out on the bike. And it's been fantastic every time since. I, I, I was in the same boat. I was kind of a bad... bad um, relationship rider. I always wanted to ride faster and yes. I, would, I wouldn't be good at it. You know, what's really good for that. And you'll, you'll understand this, the cargo bike. I get the cargo, cargo bike. Yes. A lot of times put the kid in there. Like today we got groceries. That bike must've weighed with me on it. It must've weighed, we must've had 300 pounds of weight going. Um, I can't keep up then. So all the racer in me is, is like my, my jerky, inner racer that can't not try to race up every climb i can still have that but i'm getting dropped easy and we're just talking you know well i mean i that's a that's good so the bike um equality i i've been trying to just go with where i'm not leading the ride right like which way do you want to go i also i was a major jerk riding forever in I'm bad at giving directions as far as like, oh, we're going to take a right here and then a left here. We've talked about it many times. Like the one time I said, let's go straight because I just assumed that she knew that I meant take go to the left and then straight. And then yeah, I crashed yeah. my wife out and she broke her wrist. Yeah. So that was a big faux pas. Major faux pas. So I've learned a lot more like deliberative directions, right? Like, oh, OK, at the end of this block, we're going to take a right because I can't assume because I'm the one that always rides that route. It's kind of yeah. like when you go on a group ride mm-hmm. with folks and everyone just knows that that's the route out that no one's even doing hand singles anymore. Like they're like, oh, that's where the trail entrance is. So yeah. I'm just going to jump on there. And if you're the new folk riding, you don't even know that there's a trail entrance there. Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It is hard if there's an imbalance just in terms Man. of one person's riding a ton and one person does all these routes and you don't want it to feel like. I'm going to boss you around and tell you how to do this and, and take this, go this way and do all this stuff. But it, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. It's a good relationship test. It's a good relationship test. And I don't think Cody thought that we would be bringing the, the relationship <laughs> advice. <laughs> Cody, I'm sure everything's fine. It's great. Good thing Spencer's not on this podcast. He would have fallen asleep a while, but he probably is falling asleep already on the editing booth. But uh, let's keep going. Brian Ancock uh, hits us up. Of course, we know Brian um, out of the Alma GP, one of our favorite cyclocross races we've never been to. Hope we can go to sometime. There's a Congrats on the 300 plus episodes. Thanks. In other news, the Glenn Gravel, he he also gave us a, uh, a shout out um, from Cy, Cy Gager, our fat bike correspondent on the 300 episodes, but we got this a little bit too late. But he said, in other news, the Glenn Gravel Ramble Gravel Road Tour that I put on is now a virtual event. Perfect for your virtual selves let me know if you want reg codes event runs from june 27th to july 5th brian arguably one of the best race promoters i've ever come across because a he has a pontoon boat at his cross race and now he has a gravel race it's fantastic brian major friend of the podcast thank you so much for the uh the shout out and we also got another shout out from friend of the pod michael brown so much congratulations the 300 episode of course, Michael was the one that had the tandem for Spencer and I at the DK, and we were ready to go, but then a <laughs> pandemic came. Yeah. 
Michael, thank you so much for reaching out. Sorry it wasn't there. And Michael says, congratulations on episode 300. As a blind cyclist, I do about 90% of my training in the basement on a smart trainer. I know that in the new world of COVID-19, this may not be so unusual. However, remember that with no vision, I'm unable to be wowed by Zwift's killer graphics or play Grand, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto while riding. <laughs> so the weekly content of the Slow Ride Podcast is the only way I get through some of my longer rides. Oh, I've always been amazed at the by the total professionalism of the podcast from the in-depth ref- reporting from Aussie correspondent Billy Matthews to the br- brilliant guessing game of which rider am I when Tim deliberately mispronounces a pro cyclist name. I'm also amazed that with such a limited budget, you can afford voice actors rivals only by the likes of Bob's Burgers for the production of the pod drama <laughs> Pedal Off Dread and Gross Point Crank. You. you guys are the EPO to my inner lance, so I raise a glass of apple wine or grain belt beer to toast you on 300 and wish you at least 300 more, and to quote one of Matt's favorite bands, Nickelback, everybody <laughs> oh wants to God. be a rock star. And I believe that as, as a group, Little Guy, Spencer, and Super Rookie have certainly made it. Take care and always shout out at all the blind cyclists you see out on the road. P.S. If you don't make 300, please disregard this letter. <laughs> oh, Michael, thank you so we much. Made uh, we made it. Uh, sorry I didn't read it last week. Uh, we were just... Uh, uh, cut with the time of uh, so much, but Michael's also from Minnesota and uh, means a lot uh, for your continued support. Thank you so much. Um, oh man, we continue to get some great emails. So email us mm. at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com to get your email read out on the air. Little guy. One of the coolest things that is happening on our Twitter account lately yeah. is uh, coming from you. Want to talk a little bit about what you're doing? Well, Hey, I got endless time. I've just, I'm just, I'm just been uh, tweeting out the 1993 tours if it's happening because we need a tour right now. We need a tour de France right now. So, I I picked up that World Cycling Productions <laughs> VHS tape. I popped it in the uh, VCR TV combo that lives in the basement by the trainer. This is the the Chuck Chuck sent this over to you, right? Chuck sent this over to me. It's one I loved when when the library here in Minneapolis used to have this VHS. Not the same one, but they had the, this on VHS. So one of the first races I actually watched multiple, multiple, multiple times when I didn't have any access to bike racing was the 1993 tour. So it's very close to my heart. The video is close to my heart. So I figured we, we, we don't really have a tour right now. I'm just going to tweet uh, results. And a little stage recap every day because eventually someone will probably like it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> we're two we're two stages in. I'm reliving we're, yeah, it, we're, and we're getting some comments. So check it out on our Twitter page. <laughs> Maybe we'll start uh, doing some screen grads for the uh, Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's not setting the world on fire. But you know, I mean, c- come on over this, and see. This see, is the content. See, this is the content see, people want. See who's winning. I mean, currently we've only had, as we record right now, the prologue in stage one, and uh, Indurin's winning. Who would have thought? Is there another uh, sprint stage tomorrow? Because <laughs> I know Cipollini won today. There is another sprint stage tomorrow, but I believe uh, looking at my crystal ball, somebody new will win. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, little guy. Um, let's get into the last uh, subject that I wanted to discuss, and that is that um, I've kind of, a few weeks ago, I was on a, a local group ride, um, and by local group ride, I mean I was riding with one other person, mm-hmm. and uh, my friend Chris told me that he wanted to become a necklace guy. Yeah. Okay. 
Like he wanted to become a necklace guy for when he rides his bike so that he can unzip his jersey and then he could have the dangling chain. Mm -hmm. And he was like discussing what it was going to be on the chain. I think he went with like St. Christopher or something. Okay. The Catholic saint of travel or good tidings. I, oh, I don't okay. know exactly. I don't the, know what he's the, the terminology, but yeah. but yeah. So he busts out the necklace the other day. It looked pretty fantastic. Oh, he's got it. So what is? He- oh yeah, like I'm totally jealous. I want a necklace. Whoa. I I'm with him. I and I started and I put up on the Twitter like, hey, what are the best cycling? Like like here's the podium for best cycling necklaces yep. ala philippe's got a good one um tom uh, skewns uh put one out there of like him with his necklace it was a little hidden could be a little bit more pronounced but it was there um <laughs> you know i thought veronk veronk had a pretty good one right yeah. but i got this uh a couple of people started uh throwing out some um suggestions tyler dennison came in with the uh 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 missy the missile Yes. Uh, necklace with like the dried piranha. Yeah, the, fantastic. Yeah, big game, big game. Yeah, that was that was huge. Um, Alaphilippe again, has got a good one. Uh, Justin Williams has an amazing chain suggested to us from our friends over at the gravel lot. Like just fantastic. So also also good. And then Valverde has such a cacophony of gold chains on my question to you little guy yes do you think i could pull off a chain yeah i suppose so hanging out in the hair there in the wookie um (laughs) sure but the problem is you don't have climbs for it yeah it it is like that you do need to have the climbs because it is kind of like a metronome but it is pretty funny though how Cyclists are so weight weenies about so many things, and then they do want to have like the biggest necklace around, right? Or like a necklace with so many pendants that mm-hmm. you're like, do you know how many you know tie bolts you're gonna have to use to make up for that like that weight? Yeah, those grams that you just added. Oh, 100 percent. I that and the giant watches people wear. I'm always surprised at the like. Oh, that's a good point. So 400 pound watches people have on their hand. But yeah, so you I, could get it, but I just don't know where you're going to get to really sport it. Well, that's true. So that's why I am on my next project. And as you can see on my uh, on the Google Hangouts here, mm-hmm. you can see that my uh, my hair is looking rather awesome. Yeah, uh, it's getting. Longer. I have decided to to grow out the back of my hair. I'm going for, I don't want to say the full mullet, but I definitely want some flow to come out of the back of the helmet. Okay, that'll be a new thing for you. I remember the first yeah, time yeah. I saw you really have any hair, I was a little horrified, but I'm getting used to it now. Yeah, so I'm thinking that, you know, there's just something about having the, the gorgeous locks flowing out the back of the helmet. I'm not saying that mine's going to be able to pull that off, but I, I do think that, uh, you know, what better time than now in the middle of a global pandemic than to, uh, you know, try something new. No, it's good. I I definitely liked um, when I had long hair earlier in the year and many of these previous years. I liked the look of it coming out the helmet. I thought it looked pretty sweet. Um, But when it gets hot out, and it doesn't get that hot here compared to where you are, it's no fun. Yeah. So I don't don't know how Mitch Mitch, Mitch Docker keeps it cool when he's doing the vault and stuff. I was just going to bring up Mitch Docker. I was listening to – so Mitch Docker's got his – Life in the Peloton podcast, which is on like the cycling, 
podcast, but then he does these um, talking loofed yep. podcasts, right? That we've they're great. Did you see he had one with Matt White mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago? And they spent a good like three or four minutes about how Matt White was racing during the time that you could take the helmets off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 Mitch wanted to be in that era of being able to take off the helmet. Yeah, and that was like that's why I knew this guy. He's a (laughs) slow ride podcast hall of famer. It's true because that is the most glorious time of cycling, and I want that back so bad. Like when when the descents were going down, like the. Like when people were helmetless on the descents, like I definitely like I, I get yeah. sweaty palms. Yeah, you're like, talking about the the finish climb. There was a brief yeah. period where you had to wear helmets, but you could the, take them off on f- uphill finishes. Yeah, so every summit finish, yeah, you could so, have a you yeah. could take off the helmet, and it was glorious. Yes, the hair would come out for these for these for these gr- the big climbs in the Grand Tours, would and be it usually would be like the last like 15k. They need to bring that back. I know the helmet sponsors are the reason why. Like, there's really, like, that was glorious. Like, it was the golden yeah. era of cycling. Yeah, that won't happen again, unfortunately. But just hearing, it, it did like, look great. So Matt White's like, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Matt White. I don't think it was. Uh, I think it was Matty White. Sutherland on the other day too, didn't he? Anyway, yeah. He had Tom Sutham and then Jens Kukler, which was also awesome. To check this out the the life the life in the peloton talking loof podcast are fantastic talk to the listen to the whole show over like his big one but the these little segments that are just like 10 15 minutes long are fantastic but this one with um maddie white he was suggesting that the solution to this would have been what they did in hockey when that remember when hockey came out and like yeah. they mandated the helmets but people that were in the league long enough that played without helmets could mm-hmm. keep playing. So near yes. the end of like, I think Bob Prodebera was still like rocking like the no helmet look where everyone else around him had the helmet and it could be like, you know, the final climb of the tour. And then you could have, you know, toffee out there, <laughs> no helmet or you'd oh, have so the like, sausage roll. Yeah, it was like back. the no helmet. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. I just, Oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, I want to throw one uh, pro rider into the dangling climbers chain that you left off. And I am a little heartbroken at this. And I did a quick search to make sure I was right in remembering this. Christoph Moreau. Oh, Moreau. I can't oh, tell I what this him. thing is, but it's big. It's gold. It, it looks like a. he's got like a book on there. Oh. It's really good. Not to mention that when the helmets could come off, he always had the frosted tips. He's very early early 2000s oh Beautiful. i forgot all about christoph burrow that's a good yeah, point man. little guy he did have the frosted tips they were they were glorious as well yeah but um that is quite the chain i, I got it right here that's yeah. uh it's a good wow. one it's almost like a lanyard yeah <laughs> it was his <laughs> like, press pass like, it's his press pass for interbike he's like yeah. oh yeah this is this is it ah oh, well i get one it's a little tough without the birthday boy spencer Howe, but Man, we burned through it almost to another hour. So I think the only name I've got for Spencer that hasn't really stuck that I've tried is the camel because he doesn't drink water. Yeah. It's not – Yeah, I don't know if it's got it's, enough zing to it because – No, it's, it's got true. zing because like he would never take a shower like a camel. And uh, you know we would always have to smell the Spencer <laughs> for you know a while. Spencer, the pile of old bibs in the trunk. Yeah, oh. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I don't think the camel works. Spencer's too good of a guy. He's, he's too good. He's got the, right. the yeah, well, the the bibs in the trunk. Maybe there's something we could work there. Like it was like the same kid all the time, you know. Yeah, I just we'll the number of rides I've been on, I've been on with Spencer that I've rolled up and I look over at his bottles and I'm like that is that's where the water was last time and that was four days ago. I think there needs to be something with just like Spencer would always be the one that showed up like like messenger time was Spencer time. <laughs> yeah, like they, we were all pretty, but yes. Oh, I still to this day, if someone's like, hey, what time is the bike ride? Like, oh, we're meeting at six. Like, I'll be there maybe at 6.03. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. Well, anyway. well, again, fantastic show as always. I will talk to you soon. Uh, right. We should thank uh, BK1 for the intro and outro music. That's right. You should head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about the whole selection of shows. You can also go to WideAnglePodium.com slash SRP300 to select a Slow Ride Podcast shirt until those go out to print. We will get a limited selection of those post-production, but pre-order now. Um, We also want to thank our good friends at Works for the HydroShot Power Cleaner. Head over to YourCleanBike.com and use the promo code gear up to save 15% on your next bike or power cleaner. And with that, this is Tim and lovely and perfect and absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever. Florida. This is Matt. Brendan Fraser Allen in Minneapolis definitely has some stuff to work on. Minnesota. Always wave at your fellow cyclists. You see out on the road, even if it's Spencer celebrating his birthday in Boston. The slow ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. 